Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Libertarian Europe. I'm Lucas Nunes. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The sound of the boom can also be the sound of an implosion. In this episode, I want to talk about why we probably won't have any booming market after this crisis. It's more likely that we will have a very long economic depression instead. Some people believe that there will be an economic boom after this crisis is gone. My perspective on that is that this growth won't happen unless we change radically what we have been doing regarding regulations and government interventions on the economy and immediately stop the compulsory destruction of businesses by the lockdowns imposed by the governments. I want to start talking about regulations. Over the last century, government regulations all around the world have expanded a lot, especially now Under the climate change hysteria, new regulations are being passed and they are extremely restrictive for the people to develop their businesses. In Ireland, for example, the government just approved a climate bill. Their goal is to cut carbon emissions by 51% by 2030 and to cut 100% of emissions by 2050. And Ireland is not the only country going down this road. Almost all countries in Europe are going down this same road, being dictated by green fanatics and ignoring the terrible effects that these green policies will have over the life standards of the people. I will not enter so much on the subject of how all this man-made climate change hypothesis does not make any sense and how the climate change advocates have been saying that we only have 10 years for decades. I want to focus on what this bill really means for the people. What the climate change bill really means is, regulations will be tough and the future of important areas in the society, like farming, energy, transportation, commerce, tourism, aviation, will be absolutely endangered. Not only these obvious sectors that are being targeted by these climate bills will be hurt, All the other sectors that are linked to all of these sectors that I just mentioned before will also be hurt by the climate policy makers and that means we will have less jobs and we will have higher costs of life, harming especially the poor, the working classes and small and medium business owners. Just imagine a man beaten on the floor, bleeding, with fractures all over his body. That's how the majority of the nations are right now with the crisis that was caused by the lockdowns. Then some people come and handcuff this man that is already on the floor. The people coming to handcuff these men are the lawmakers and the handcuffs are the regulations. The man needs to get up to recover himself, but now he's not only hurt, he's also handcuffed. That's how these regulations will help us to build back better. Regulations are nothing but barriers that will limit what we can do and what we can achieve. They are violations of property rights and they endanger our high life standards little by little or sometimes all at once. We already have a lot of regulations that make things much more expensive and bureaucratic and we should be getting rid of them. How will the economy bounce back if, instead of cutting regulations, the lawmakers are creating more of them on a massive scale under the climate agenda?
we're certainly not having some golden age of development like we had during the 1800s until the early 1900s. During that period, the world has seen massive development with industry flourishing, with a lot of wealth being created, with several innovations being made and the beginning of a huge decrease in mass poverty. In the US, there was the Gilded Age from 1870 to 1900, a period of massive technological innovations, a period that was stopped only by what they call the Progressive Era, when the government regulations and bureaucracies started to halt all the development. Some people estimate that the regulations that came from that era halved the innovations in the US. In the United Kingdom, there was a massive change as well during the 1800s, with a lot of technological innovations and social changes happening. These changes were improving the life quality of the people, Life expectancy rose enormously, the infant mortality rate started to sharply fall, and due to mainly Marxist approach of this period, we often tend to think of this early capitalist era as a terrible period for working. It was surely much harsher than today, but for those living in the fields and living the feudalism, it meant a better life without starvation, with the possibility of working. For these people, it meant a chance to feed their children. The paid work in the fields was much lower than in the urban areas, and it's also important to note that in this period, there was a surplus of people living in rural areas. England, during the beginning of modern capitalism, had a population of 7 million people, and about 2 million of them were part of this surplus that couldn't work the land because there was not enough land to be worked. The birth of modern capitalism, the whole industrialization, meant so much for these people. In fact, it meant a better life. During the same period, with almost no regulations like there are today, the situation in France improved a lot from the 1840s. When France started to pass through the period of industrialization and modernization that improved the lives of the French people, lowering costs and making several processes much more efficient. Food production became much more efficient in France. The wine production, for example, doubled, even though the wine production area wasn't increased. France passed through a huge economic growth during this period, and a lot of innovation was created there and also implemented there from other countries. During this golden age that changed the world we live drastically, people went from the Pony Express to the electric telegraph. Trips from Paris to Marseille that would have taken 8 days would only take 14 hours thanks to the advent of the trains. By the late 1800s, a Londoner was able to order anything from anywhere in the world by the telephone. It was an era of constant innovations, innovations that made our life standards much, much better than they were before. But would it be possible to implement these changes in the 19th century and early 20th century with the current regulations in Europe in 2021? Certainly not. Innovations and the creation of wealth 
walk side by side with freedom and the lack of useless bureaucracy. The regulations being put in place right now are so many that they are not only harming the future innovations, they are also endangering the current life standards that we have. Europe is a continent on the verge of a severe energy crisis, and all of that is being triggered by older climate bills that were already in place. Several countries, like Germany, are shutting down power plants and trying to shift their energy sources to the unreliable and much less efficient renewable ones that are not as renewable as they like to pretend. A report by the consulting giant McKinsey found that Germany's transition to renewables poses a high threat to the nation's economy and energy supply. The result of those policies is a higher energy cost. What does a higher energy cost mean? It means that higher energy bills will come for individuals and for companies and the prices of production will go up and the prices for consumers will also go up. The poor will end up struggling to access goods and services and European nations will become less competitive in the international scenario. And all of that just after being devastated by the lockdown policies. Another important reason of why there might not be a fast recovery and this crisis might become a depression is the stimulus packages. Just like the Great Depression in 1929 in the US, when the more the US government was intervening in the economy, creating money out of thinner, the more the economic depression lasted. Monetary expansion should be making everybody concerned, because monetary expansion means inflation, or even hyperinflation, especially when we look at the numbers. About 35% of all the US dollars ever created were created in 2020. The Eurozone is not much different. Even though the European Central Bank didn't create a lot of euros all at once as the US Central Bank did, it had been creating a lot of euros progressively throughout the years. But the amount of money supply is similar between the US and Europe. Inflation is no good. That simply means that your money is able to purchase less things now than in the past. That happens because the production of goods is stalled or it has decreased, while the quantity of unities of money has increased. For how long will the European Central Bank keep printing money before everything goes bust? How will there be some economic comeback if the currency is constantly being devaluated? For how long will the European Central Bank keep the interest rates at 0%? If we consider the messages by Christine Lagarde, the president of European Central Bank, the prices will continue to go up. As she stated, we are not going to be focused on bleeps, on not sustainable moves, and I think we need to warn ourselves together about the fact that we will see inflation numbers go up in the course of 2021. The message of Christine Lagarde was clear. The helicopters of money will continue and the prices will continue to go up. 
Right now, everything is so distorted that, despite the high unemployment, despite the fact that many companies are going bankrupt, despite the fact that the production and the consumption of goods and efficiency of many services have fallen with the lockdown policies, we have a booming stock market. In theory, the stock market is a way for companies to gather capital and then to use this capital to create wealth through their goods and services. The situation where capital is gathered while the production and the consumption are lowering looks like a red flag. Another red flag is the housing sector. In Ireland, for example, despite the crisis and the unemployment, the prices of houses continue to go up. In France, with the exception of Paris, the house prices also continue to rise. In the UK, the average property gained £15,000 in value, and even in Germany, house prices went up 10% in 2020. Those prices going up don't look right in a period of economic crisis. How can there be an increase in demand for properties when the whole economy is stopped, when companies are going bankrupt, and when people are losing their jobs and the numbers of the economy are going down? This is clearly a distortion, a bubble that's going to explode sooner or later. The last point I would like to talk about here of why we won't have some fast economic comeback is the mentality of the people. People nowadays have a lot of insensate ideas. Instead of thinking of evolving, growing, creating and improving, many of us now are thinking of absurd ideas, such as the concept of degrowth and begging for policies that will send us back to the stone ages. Many young people in Europe are concerned about microaggressions and they are soaked into identity politics, wasting their times and energies with counterproductive, greater-like regressive ideas. Are people prepared to face shortages, to become poorer, to face potential blackouts, to be excluded from services that they had easy access until now? Many times, people have the romantic, idyllic idea that long ago, before the Industrial Revolution, before the advent of modern capitalism, humans lived better, living simpler lives close to the nature. They think that going back to those times without technology would be amazing. They just ignore the fact that if we regressed to such era, it would be very likely that they would be part of the 90% of the global population that lived in extreme poverty. Europe, at least Western Europe, needs a cultural change and better ideas, a revival of the old, competitive, ambitious, courageous, bold spirit is desperately needed. We won't live this economic depression if we keep thinking in a self-destructive way. Ludwig von Mises used to say that ideas and only ideas can light the darkness. Right now, we're in a dark cave and good ideas are needed to light the way so we can live this darkness. We have reached the end of this episode. If you like this content, share it with your friends and please subscribe to our channels. You can now support us with some donation at our website, libertarianeurope.com. There you can also find a lot of interesting content, not only in English, but also in other languages. Thank you again for listening to this podcast. See you again soon. Stay brave and most importantly, stay free.